truthfully, like I don't understand how the Cardinals weren't talked about, and I don't understand how the Cubs aren't really being talked about. Everyone, I feel like, is really, I mean, yeah, the Brewers are good, but everyone's really focusing on them. They're not talking about how the Cardinals are playing good ball. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 64. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, what you got for us today? No, don't try to deflect. Don't try to, don't try to... What you got for us today? No, you're trying to hide, pal. You're trying to hide. We've got one thing to what talk about. What you got for us today? Only thing to talk about right now. I don't know what you're talking about. My man's got down on one knee. Nah. And put up the old circle in the air. Nah, and said, will you... Will you... Come on, man. I need details right now. Let's go. Uh, yeah, proposed over the weekend, party time, party time, uh, took her down to, while I was back in town, up in old Northern Virginia, took her down to DC, took her down to the Jefferson Memorial, um, which turns out an added layer to the story, she had never been there before, so I was like, oh, this works out pretty well, uh, took her down there, played it off as some, like, scavenger hunt, because she loves... She loves a good old scavenger hunt, and there was no scavenger hunt. It was me proposing. Uh, so, yeah, that is that is the super abbreviated story. That's lame. I mean, what other – you can ask me questions, man. What other details do you want? Let's see. Who cried first? Oof. Okay, so I had, I had typed out <laughs> – I had typed out this thing. You would have thought that you would have thought the Red Sox won the World Series. I was just, I was just <laughs> all, I was a mess. I was all over the place. Uh, but I typed out this thing that I was reading off to her, and it was, I'll admit, man, it was a struggle to get through. Yeah. Uh, but once she kind of put two and two together, she like realized what was going on. Cause I played, like I said, I played it off as a scavenger hunt. And so I had, I had called, I had to- uh, told her that I was going to be reading off like the first clue. Uh, and then once I started reading it, she put two and two together. Meanwhile, there's like a photographer off to the side that I had hired and Meredith, uh, had told me after the fact, she was like, uh, or she had told me after the fact, um, she was in her head was like, Kyle, we're like in the middle of this girl's photos. We should probably like get out of the way. (laughs) And then once I started reading it off the paper, she put two and two together and realized, Oh, I'm getting proposed to. So, Smart. yep. And then uh, had had some dinner reservations at Fogo de Chow, which was like a block from the White House. So that was pretty sweet. Nice Brazilian steakhouse. Which have you ever have you ever been to one of those? Never even heard of it. So, or are you saying a Brazilian steakhouse in general? Yeah, in general. I think I think the format of most of them are pretty or pretty similar. You have like the I just feel like a lot of pineapples are involved. I mean, I guess it's more so a lot of meat, 
but it's like a coin that you it's like red on one side, green on the other. And you like if you want if you want them to keep bringing steak out or like uh, varieties of meat, you just keep it on green. And they will literally keep bringing even if your plate is like overflowing, they'll just keep stacking it on top. And then once you're done, once you want them to stop coming by, you just flip it over to red and then you eat your food and then flip it back over. It's wild. What? That sounds incredible. It's it is awesome, but very expensive, I will add. Yeah. I had to front a pretty pretty hefty bill. You felt a little not, chubby after not that. Not gonna didn't lie, you? I did. Yeah, because her parents yeah. were there, my parents were there, so there were six of us. I had to front a front a pretty pretty hefty bill, but <laughs> it was it was uh, it was a good good experience. So, wow, awesome! I'm so proud of you. You're all grown up. All grown up. That's my uh, that's my play on the old Dirt to Diamonds brand. Amazing. Meanwhile, I had like peanut M and M's for dinner tonight. There you go, man. So. <laughs> that's adulting but it's just adulting in a different way <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how much adulting really it is at all any other well, questions for me because otherwise i'm gonna i'll move right along to some solid solid i think, baseball we, need, I think we need meredith as a guest truthfully we'll we gotta get meredith on she can fill us in with more details yeah that might be good she, after all, she is the one that was the inspiration for this entire brand, as See, stated in episode 30. Yeah, she's, we're bringing her on. No doubt in my mind. Uh, I guess we're going to have to. No, if she comes out with me when I come out to see the Sox play the Rockies, we can do a little, we can do a little in-person episode. Dang. Out there. We're going to do our first episode in person. That's going to be amazing. When is that, August? I think so. I got to get tickets, man. When's the wedding? Hold on, did I just say tickets? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, we are shooting for a New Year's Eve wedding. Let's go. I like that. Party time. I'm assuming he's going to be in Nova. That's correct. The boy's going to have a little homecoming. I haven't been there in a while. It has been a while. Looking forward to having you back. Yeah, man. We're going to tear it up. Uh, next question and last question. Is there an open bar? We're going to move right along to some baseball history here. I'm going to fight you. May 7th. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you that just yet. I wanted to get your hopes up. And we have children on this podcast. We have children that listen to this. My only request and peanut M&Ms, I guess. All right. Baseball history. (laughs) May 7th is when you'll be hearing this. I'm going to start us off in 1903. In the first game of what will become one of baseball's fiercest rivalries, I would argue the fiercest rivalry, the Pilgrims beat the Highlanders at Boston's Huntington Avenue grounds by a score of 6-2. The team will change their names, but the intense competition between the Red Sox and Yankees will become legendary. So, don't know if you caught that. Sox took game one of the Lifetime Series by a score of well, 62. Whatever. That, that's, that's BS. 1917, the Red Sox Pilgrim. left-hander the Babe Ruth outduels Walter Johnson in the team's one nothing victory over the Senators at Griffith Stadium. The game's lone run scores 
on an eighth inning sack fly hit by the Boston Southpaw. I would love tickets just for that game alone. Babe Ruth tickets. pitching tickets. Babe Ruth pitching against Walter <laughs> Johnson in just an absolute duel on the mound, one nothing, and Babe Ruth gets the run, gets the sack fly. Such a gem. Such a gem. 1959 at the Los Angeles Coliseum, the Yankees defeat the. Which I thought this this was really cool. At the Los Angeles Coliseum, the Yankees defeat the Dodgers six to two in an exhibition game played to benefit Roy Campanella, who was paralyzed in an auto accident prior to the team moving to the West Coast in 1958. The game, which draws the largest crowd ever for a baseball game at the time, I don't know if that. I don't know when Heavy. that record would have been broken. 93,103 fans with another estimated 15,000 turned away from the sellout begins with an emotional ceremony in which Pee Wee Reese pushes the wheelchair-bound catcher into the darkened stadium that is totally illuminated by fans holding candles and matches. What? That's crazy. Crazy. Cool. 93,000. And they had to turn 15,000 people away. That's amazing. Nuts. Also nuts. 2003, a man wanted by the police on drug and parole violations is apprehended at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. The 24-year-old Westwood man's cover was blown when his parole officer saw him. (laughs) I, I can't get through this. The Westwood man's cover was blown when his parole officer saw him kissing his girlfriend on the stadium scoreboard during the kiss game. (laughs) How stupid do you have to be? What are you doing? What a legend. Oh, my God. Wait, I know that guy. (laughs) Like, what are the chances all of that comes together? Not only does the oh, guy man. see himself on the Jumbotron, he chooses not to like hide his identity, knowing that he's wanted. But then he's like, you know what? I'm a pl- I'm a plant one right here. What a what a. Let's go to one of the most public events you can. What exactly? <laughs> what an idiot. Speaking of idiots, 2006, when Barry Bonds takes his position in left field, the Phillies fans in the stands behind him unfurl a section long banner, which leaves. No doubt about their sentiments concerning the Giants outfielders' pursuit of the babe. The message displayed briefly during the first inning informs the unpopular superstar, quote, Ruth did it on hot dogs and beer, and Aaron did it with class. Love it. I love it. Needed that. Yeah, needed that. And then, was that the same game that he got, like, syringes launched at him? That might have been. Yeah, I think that was also in Philly. Yeah. Uh, lastly, here, as much as I just don't understand the phenomenon, 2016 in the Mets 6-3 victory over the Padres, 42-year-old Bartolo Colon goes deep off James Shields, becoming the oldest player to hit his first major league home run. Yeah, I don't get it either. I just don't understand. Is because he's super fat or like, is it sarcastic or do people actually like him? I mean, I guess people really like him. It's like a cult. I don't understand. I think it's got to be a little sarcastic. That guy's helmet falls off every time he swung. 
I don't think it's sarcastic. That's the scary part. That's the reason it frustrates me so much. But anyway, that wraps us up for May 7th baseball history. Transitioning into our main topics of discussion, we're going to lead off with some NL Central talk. I don't feel like we have given them as much love as we uh, should have been recently. I know we've focused pretty heavy on our guy, uh, Christian Yelich, rightfully so. But uh, something, or some team rather, that we have not really uh, given enough respect to, the St. Louis Cardinals, currently in first place. Yeah, Cardinals playing good ball. Cubs are playing good ball. You already mentioned Yelich is going off. I mean, even, honestly, I feel like anytime I'm seeing baseball highlights on the gram, the Reds are involved too, especially with that three home run showing that they just had the other day. Like, consecutive home run. Um, They're going nuts, dude. Like, the whole NL Central just looks good. Just looks like good ball. And Rizzo hit his 200th home run, uh, 200th career home run. So, I mean, like, we're talking about the Cubs winning the last seven of the eight. Um, Cal Hendricks came out with an 81-pitch complete game. Like, there's so much going on with, with the NL Central, and it's snug. And I like it. It's good ball. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, and this is after the May 6th game. So this is, we're technically recording like super early on Tuesday. But right now the Cardinals sit in first place. Uh, Cubs right behind them at half a game back with 19 wins. The Brewers with 21 wins in third place. Shout out to winning percentages. Uh, they're a game back. The Pirates sixteen and fifteen at three games back, and then the Reds at fifteen and twenty at six games back. So, yeah, you see what I mean? Like even the Reds are in last, but they're they're not that bad. Like they're they're playing okay, you know. And um, I think the Cubs dropped their game tonight against the Marlins, so that broke their streak of seven. But they've still won seven of the last eight. Um. I mean, I was thinking about this when I was pulling my notes together. We could very easily see the three top MVP vote getters come from this division for the NL with Goldie, Javi, and Christian Yelich. That's very true. I'm waiting for my for my guy Nolan to heat up. Yeah, it's got to happen eventually. But, I mean, I'm not saying Goldie will, but I'm saying it, it, you could have that conversation. You know, eventually, he's having a good year. Um, Javi and Yelich will definitely be in the top three. Those guys are, you know, hopefully they keep playing and stay healthy. But, um, you know, this just it's a fun division to watch. Um, I don't understand how, truthfully, like I don't understand how the Cardinals weren't talked about. And I don't understand how the Cubs aren't really being talked about. You know what I mean? Everyone, I feel like, is really, I mean, yeah, the Brewers are good, but everyone's really focusing on them. They're not talking about how the Cardinals are playing good ball. Yeah, Cardinals are just one of those sneaky teams. Like, the Cubs, I feel like, for as long as they were, like, the laughingstock of baseball, I feel like the Cubs now are just one of those teams where you just assume they're going to be playing in October. Right. The Brewers having pretty uh, substantial success recently. They're kind of just 
at the forefront of the conversation. But the Cardinals are just like, even though, again, they're one of those teams that you almost always can count on seeing uh, later, later down the, or later down the stretch in the season. Um, they're just playing sneaky good ball right now. Yeah, it's, um, I like it, dude. I like it a lot. And, you know, when I was, um, I didn't realize Rizzo already got to 200. And I say already, I mean, this is his, I think this technically is his ninth year. Um, but like the first year of San Diego, I don't, I think he only played like 30 games or something. So I'm saying like eight plus, um, where do you have him as far as, you know, first baseman ranked? Cause like I'm, I, we can name two right now in the division with Votto and Goldie. Where do you see him as far as like the overall rankings in baseball? Um, so interesting thought on him. I feel like. Anthony Rizzo is one of those guys, and this isn't like a a numbers based argument, um, but I think he's one of those guys where he he's he's multi dimensional in the sense of he's not just a baseball player. Like whenever you hear Rizzo, you you think of him uh, being relatively outspoken, like especially with that that shooting at his uh, school yeah. um, a while back. Uh, he's just he's always using his platforms for different things like you think of him uh you think of like his commercials with Chris Bryant which aren't yeah, even really hilarious. not even related to his performance but you just see you're constantly seeing him uh in the media when it comes to baseball he's one of these guys i think that's really um not necessarily pushing it himself but i think the league is trying to use his face as one of the ones um, in this whole let the kids play campaign because he's just yeah. he's one of those one of those guys that's out there just playing loose and as we all know he's obviously a very good first baseman. Um so I think he's gonna be when it's all said and done, I think he's gonna be one of those guys that yeah, you can look at his resume, his performance, uh his career numbers, but I think um I mean I don't see it hurting him in any way. I think when it when it's all said and done that kind of like I was saying, that multi-dimensional aspect where you have this other side of him that really helps him become more likable and recognizable. I think that'll kind of help him um, along those lines, like in that conversation of yeah. of uh, top players in the league. Yeah, I like that. And I mean, like, I think I think Anthony Rizzo is the line. Whenever we have that question of where we go between let the kids play and, you know, still follow the unwritten rules of baseball. Anthony Rizzo is that line. Because he is, at the same time, a very charismatic, demonstrative, you know, character in the clubhouse. But at the same time, that dude's classy and you don't really see, uh, I don't really hear about any other, you know, players from other teams hating on him. You know what I mean? He's not going to be in your face as far as, throwing a bat to the moon after a home run or staring at a ball too long. But at the same time, like you said, he's loose. So I think Anthony Rizzo is the line. So officially I'm naming that right now. Anytime we have any type of controversy, I'm going to ask you which side are we on? Are we past the Anthony Rizzo line? And that's going to be our thing. You're welcome. So you're just taking the Mendoza line and just creating your own terminology here. The Rizzo line. The Rizzo line. The Rizzo line as far as let the kids play. But 
No, truthfully, I think um, I think he's a very good ball player. I still probably take Votto over him. Um, I'd say he's about even a Goldie, truthfully. But I don't think we've seen real Goldie yet. I don't think we've seen bad man Goldie. I which think is, that guy's coming. Which is kind of scary to think about. Yeah, it is. But uh, no, this division's been a lot of fun, and I—it's. I think everyone saw this coming. It's going to stay like this for the rest of the year. I would agree with you, and I think. Well, I really don't even have an answer myself. I'm interested in seeing when when the season finally ends. When you look back at the NL Central and the NL East, which division will have been what? will have achieved the whole characteristic characteristic of being tight. Yeah. Like, I just don't know. When you look back, I don't know which one you would have called uh, the closer division. I think, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see the central beat up on each other a little more. Like I could see, I could see the NL East having a 96 or 97 game winner um at the top and then maybe the next two are close but they're off from the lead i think the central is going to be all snug because i mentioned the reds like the reds aren't going to lay down this year you know what i mean they're not just going to bend over and take it like they're going to play good ball through and through they're not going to win this division they're not going to be in the top three in this division but they are going to play good ball and, I mean, we'd be rude not to mention the Pirates at all. Pirates are going to play good ball, too. I feel like the Pirates are used to lack of recognition, so. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's we're ruffling sad, any feathers. But, yeah, it is kind of sad, but, I mean, I just, it's a very, I'm not going to say even match, because uh, I I still think the Cubs and the Cardinals are the two powerhouses in it. I, I mean, the Brewers don't get the respect, and they're, I'm on that train. Like, I'm on the – I don't really – I'm not all hyped up on the Brewers quite yet. Um, but they're still going to play good ball. And this division's just – they're going to just continue to punch each other back and forth. Um, and you're going to see little little momentum shifts like this one that we have with the Cubs. When in seven of the last eight, they sweep the Cardinals, and all of a sudden, you know, they're back in the conversation after a rough start. I think you're going to see that back and forth. Each team's going to have like their week and a half, two week, really good baseball playing days. And then, you know, they're just going to switch over to some other team and it's just going to go back and forth the whole year. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how the, uh, how the central shapes up. Uh, one thing that I'm not looking forward to, uh, is continuing to watch Alex Bregman hit a baseball uh, the Astros and the Angels coming off the Mexico series. I believe it was the third and final leg of the Mexico series, if if I'm not mistaken. I might be way off on that, but I'm pretty sure we knocked out the others. Am I right? I'm going to be honest with you. We we talked about this in the offseason of like where baseball is going to be played outside the U.S. this year, and I totally spaced that they were down there. I spaced that anyone was playing down there until it just happened. And it makes me a little sad that 
if it is the third series and final series that it's already done. Yeah. It's the beginning of May. D-backs, Rockies were March 9th and 10th. The Cardinals and Reds were April 13th and 14th. And then this was the final leg of the three-pronged series. Uh, but yeah, as I mentioned, Alex Bregman just having an absolute series. And it was literally, he would have been, his numbers would have been fine for a three-game series, but he did it in two. Uh, but before we get to that, let's just talk about the Astros offense because I feel like that's worth noting. The Astros scored 24 runs off of eight home runs in those two games, outscoring the Angels 24-6. to So not much of a fight coming from L.A. Uh, Bregman, as I mentioned, was 5-10 for with three bombs and eight RBIs, uh, which you just hate to see. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, it sounds like you're you're pretty checked out on the Mexico series. I obviously had some uh, had some things going on this weekend, so I was a little checked out as well. Uh, but still worth noting because I always find it interesting talking about. As you mentioned, we had this conversation in the off season about uh, the international ball. Um, yeah. Uh, and Carlos Correa actually, uh, they were asking him about it uh, about that that particular topic of international ball. And uh, he was quoted as saying, it'd be great to visit other Latin countries. Um, They love baseball in the Dominican Republic, obviously Puerto Rico as well. MLB has been there before, but it would be good to bring it once a year. Latin countries are passionate about this sport. So I think they would really appreciate if major league baseball could bring games more often. We have a lot of Latin players here and we would love to visit our home countries and play in front of our home fans. It would be something special. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I couldn't agree more either, but we're sorry. We're going to London instead. <laughs> I just, I, I'm still a head scratcher. I'm still just, yeah, still a head scratcher on that one. Peeved about that one. Um, but I think you know, I I couldn't agree more with his comments. What what is added in his comment section? I mean, it's that is truthfully. Um, something that's kind of missing, you know, going, I, I think again, the three series thing is a little, it's not enough. They need to be traveling more down there. And I don't like how it, you know, quick it happened, space that out a little bit, go throughout the year a little bit. Um, I think it, it, you know, those trips during the, I think London happens during the dog days, but trips outside of the country during the dog days could be something that's good for baseball. You know what I'm saying? Where people are getting a little burnt out. Players are getting a little burnt out. Take that time and, and go to a different country and, you know, allow some spark. Um, London is a little interesting. I think it's, it, it's if it, truthfully, if it wasn't the Yankees and the Red Sox, I don't know how much I'd care or be interested. Is that fair to say? Uh, is it fair to say that SeatGeek is a viable option for saving money on those tickets to the London matchup between the Red Sox and Yankees. I mean, good luck flying out there, booking a hotel, all that stuff. But yeah, sure, save twenty bucks on your ticket. Twenty dollars. <laughs> I mean, we can't help you with food or flights or lodging <laughs> or transportation or any of that stuff. I almost said Rosetta Stone. But they don't have a foreign language out there, so never mind. You don't need to learn another language to go watch some baseball in London. But anyway, well, I said it anyway, so I just threw myself under the bus. 
Yeah. So anyway, SeatGeek, it's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert or learn a foreign language? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets, not learn a foreign language, to games, tickets, nope, to games, (laughs) concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. It's a good thing you can't smell my breath through this Skype call. Yeah, that but just feel like... that that just sounded raunchy. Yeah, <laughs> sounded like a whole lot of peanut M and M's. Speaking of raunchy, there's nothing. Are we going better. back to back? There's nothing better. We're going back to back. We're going back to back. Just like the Speaking Blue Jays. There's nothing better than a long, hard. No, no, natural. no. Get me, get me in the mood, Nate. You can't just, can't just run through right, this. Right, really, right, like, get me, get me in the mood here. Play, maybe, maybe play a little music for me. Let me get a little closer here. Oh, there's nothing better than a long, hard, all natural shaft of wood with a clean knob that you can grab. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh the clean knob that you can grab to use at your leisure. And thanks to Zinger Bats. Zing. You now have a variety of options to choose from. Creating custom bats from pros. Since nineteen ninety-eight, Zinger Bats is setting the new standard professional baseball bat production. From their X-71 Pro Mabel to their Batgun case, you'll have all you need to light it up on the field this season. Best of all, Zinger Bats Company is now the presenting sponsor of the 3-0 Take. And they want to show you, our listeners, some love. Next time you visit ZingerBats.com and stock up on some lumber, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your order. Again, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your Zinger Bats order. For that big league feel off the barrel, look no further than Zinger. From now, since the start of that ad read, I've stripped down completely naked. <laughs> wow. How do you feel? I feel free and ready to use promo code <laughs> DTE to save 10% off my Zinger bat order. All natural. All natural. <laughs> Let's uh let's talk Kevin Gosman or Brian Gosman according to me because sheesh man that's bad that guy doesn't play baseball anymore. <laughs> am I really Yikes. that am I that off for thinking it was Brian Gosman this whole time? It is pretty bad. I mean, like is it he's not a household name yet, but it. I mean, now he might be. Yeah, because you just said check out the Gosman suspension, and for whatever reason, I just typed in. Brian Gosman. Brian Gosman. I don't know why. And why did that name come to my mind? I don't know. This guy no played idea. like like rookie ball in the Appalachian League or something. 
and I just typed in his name. Why did years I, ago. Why did, <laughs> yeah, he's like 35 years old and never made it past the Appalachian League. So why did I t- tell me? Why did I type that name in? I have no idea. But now you will know Kevin Gosman. Um, this is a little bit of a joke. So basically, I think we're gonna. Just, I think we're gonna have a nice little debate here, Nate. He just received a five-game suspension. Um, for throwing at and technically behind uh, Urania, who was uh, Urania, Urena, whatever. Urania. Whatever his name is. He threw at Acuna last year, if you guys remember. Acuna was red hot last year, and Urania threw at him, basically pissing off Acuna because everyone knew that he was the hottest hitter in baseball. And so nothing happened, right? Well... Kevin Gosman faces Urena and he gets in the box Urania. and he throws behind him. Right? And immediately gets tossed and has now received a five game suspension with a fine. I haven't heard that number yet, but there's a fine. Um, he is appealing. This is ridiculous. Five games is way too much for one, not even hitting the guy, and two, no warnings were issued on this. No, this is you know why this is ridiculous, Nate. Why would you wait? I understand this is the first time the uh, the f- first time the Braves have faced him. Yeah, since that incident last year. Why are we still doing this? Like somebody obviously had their eye on this. They're they're like, okay, we need to be aware of this. I'm sure they they informed the umpires. It's ridiculous because we're still holding on to that incident from last year. Like, I don't understand. We're not, let's not act like the Marlins and Braves or some heated, that's not some heated rivalry. Like, what's interesting, what's interesting to note is that I don't even know if Kevin was on the team. I don't, I don't think he was a Brave by then. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, because he was pitching for the Royals minor league system in the Appalachian <laughs> League. <laughs> I said Kevin. I don't think Kevin was pitching for them then. It's the same guy. I think I think this was a thousand percent Acuna. It didn't matter who was going to step up today when it lined up, whoever it was. I'm going to put my money down and say that Acuna asked him to do it for him, and I bet Acuna is going to pay that fine for him too. Yeah, with his like fifty dollar contract extension he just got. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh... this is stupid. You think it's stupid because you think five games is too much. I think it's stupid because I'm like, why are like, this is the most unnecessary grudge of all time. Like why, why are we doing this? I'm all, I'm all for that. You hit one of ours. We hit one of yours. I get that. But I mean, come on. And maybe that's, maybe that's the thought process behind the suspension. Maybe that's what MLB is thinking, saying like, don't hold a grudge as long. Don't do it this long, but I, I don't get it. I understand getting tossed. I maybe even understand a fine, maybe, but a five game suspension is so over the top. It's not even funny. Like that is so unnecessary, especially where he threw. If you guys watch the video, he threw basically right behind his knees to where he just like kind of crouched down. Yeah, but right he was him. chucking 97 heat at him. So it's not exactly like he missed a spot with a hanging curve. No, it was definitely on purpose. I'm not arguing that. But 
that still says something about where he was choosing to do it. You know what I'm saying? Throwing, I mean, you could you could argue he's aiming at his waist, his butt cheek, and he just missed a little low. I don't know. You you his could say he hole. was throwing at his knees. You don't know, but he stayed away from the upper region. He stayed away from the torso and he stayed away from the head. And I, that's to me, the reason why five games is too much. If you're throwing at the noggin, different story. But if you're throwing somewhere where it's either going to get hit by a meaty spot or they're going to move out of the way, still, five games is too much. And I'm going to say five games is still too much, even if it does make contact with him, even if he didn't miss. Five games is too much. Okay, but a five-game suspension for a pitcher is not only missing one start. Technically, yeah. So what's... I mean, how else are you going to suspend him? You want to actually suspend him for five actual games that you would pitch for and give him a 25-game suspension? No freaking suspension. It's the the principle of it. You're very anti-suspension. You made that clear like an episode or two ago. You just don't want any suspensions for anything. No, this game pleases itself. And we have to have rules, uh, Nate. This isn't the wild, wild west. I'm cool with the fine. Fine is perfect. That gets it done. Sends a message. This Suspension, makes stupid. This makes me think of like a cat and its owner, like a cat sitting on top of a table and there's like a glass of water sitting there and the cat is just staring at its owner and the owner knows that the cat knows that it shouldn't knock the water off. But the cat stares at its owner and just knocks the glass off, shattering it. And then the cat wonders why the owner is chasing him around the house. It's like, you know exactly what you're doing. The the league was obviously on top of this. They knew what had happened last year. And they knew that there was potential for something like this to happen. And our guy, Brian Gosman, goes out there. Our guy, Brian Gosman, goes out there and throws at him. What? like 28 pitches into his outing and gets tossed. It's stupid. I, for once I side with the league, like just there's no, there's no need for this. I I won't say there's no, I won't say there's no room for this because again, I've made it very clear. I'm a very pro you hit one of ours. We hit one of yours. So there is room for it. But in this particular scenario, there's no need for it. I hear what you're saying. And I agree. But what I'm telling you is that if a teammate asks you to do it, you're going to do it. So I think the league's coming down too hard for the reason. But we're also speculating. We don't know if anybody actually asked him to do that. Sure. Sure. But more often than not, it happens because a teammate asks you to do it. That's, I mean, that's, I think that's common knowledge. Fair. Right. But what I will say is I think the league is giving too much because it's been so long. I think I think the message was being again, it didn't matter who was gonna do it, didn't matter who was gonna throw it, didn't matter what the scenario was, once that guy got back in the box, he was gonna receive some type of cheddar towards him. And that's what happened. And it was just a message. Again, if it was at his head, totally understand the suspension. I totally understand whatever you need to do. But it was just a little message. And truthfully, I didn't even know. I had to I had to read the article and fi- figure out why this was a suspension because I had to go digging and find out that this was the hitter that hit Acuna last year. It doesn't mean anything to the league because it's been so long, but it means something to Acuna. 
And so if Acuna, if Acuna asks that for any of his teammates, the teammates are going to do it. Acuna is their guy. He's the face of their team right now. Sorry, Freddie Freeman. Acuna definitely is the face. I don't understand why the league is cracking down so hard. Hold up. Did you really just try to disregard Freddie Freeman after trying to sell him before we got on air in yeah. our well, you in already, fantasy you already trade proposal? You already declined it, so I was like, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna, gonna leave this up to the list. I'm gonna leave this up to the listeners. Nate tried to trade me Freddie Freeman and Ben Zobrist for Charlie Blackman and Yuan Mancata. I don't think that's that bad. That's insulting. I think you should put that up in the story and let people vote on that. You know what? I think I will. Because I don't think it's that bad. I'm going to do that right how, now. How about if it gets voted, if it goes through on my side, we do we do the trade. How about you shut up? Oh, you <laughs> aren't kidding. feeling so confident anymore, are you? Nope. Okay, so then what happens if I'm right convincingly, which I fully anticipate being the case? You get a pat on the back. Wow, that's... Wow. <laughs> that's a lot I don't know I'm ready to sell my whole team so I'll give you Freddie Freeman for freaking your boys free. in first place well tied for first but I'm actually playing the person I'm tied with anyway I'm over this conversation this is ridiculous but props for Kevin Kevin Gosman for uh, backing Ryan. his teammate when his teammate asked Kevin didn't care. Nobody else cared. Acuna cared. And Kevin followed it up. I am adding this to the story. As we speak. I think it's going to be closer than you think. All right. Poll is up on the Instagram stories, so we will see. We will. I mean, there's not really much that I'm holding my breath about, so. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. We got some DMs. We do have some DMs. Uh, Chandler. Chandler Bing asks, why are teams so loyal to bad contracts they give out? For example, Ian Desmond was given a large contract by the Rockies, but still gets regular ABs, even though his first two seasons were bad, and he is currently hitting below 200 this season. I mean, it's pretty much a lose-lose situation for front offices in situations like this because, like, if you don't start him, then the fan base is like, oh, all this money for a guy that doesn't even play. But then if he plays and he sucks, then it's like, oh, wasting all this money on a guy who's hitting below 200. So it's like, I mean, I feel like you just try to give him the benefit of the doubt given – for example, Ian Desmond, you just try to give a seasoned veteran the benefit of the doubt and hopes he and hope he figures it out. Like I don't know. Yeah, I also I think this says even more about how much the front office is running are running teams. You know what I'm saying? Like GMs are pretty much right in the lineup at this point universally. So and they're the ones writing contracts. So like it tells you how much the manager in the grand scheme of things, they may have some stuff day to day, but for the grand scheme of things, the manager doesn't really have that much say. The GM's going to be like, I'm paying this guy a lot of money, put him in the lineup. So that's also a tell. Uh, Oaktown fan 26 asks Chick-fil-A or in and out. We'll just go with that question first. First off, 
Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out? Uh, Chick-fil-A, 1,000%. I haven't even had In-N-Out, but it's not even a contest. In-N-Out's trash. I had Chick-fil-A today. I'll probably eat it again tomorrow here's, and the day after that. Here's the question. Have you had Whataburger yet? Whataburger's great. Really? Because I thought it was very overrated, and I'm actually anticipating In-N-Out Burger whenever I have that. I anticipate it being far better. When it comes down to it, a um, a fast food burger is a fast food burger. True. Truthfully, um, In and Out is gross, uh, and I I'm surrounded by people here in Arizona that will kill me if they hear me say that. Um, In and Out sucks. Chick Fil A is the goat, and there's no other way to say it. Um, Whataburger, I mean, if we're going to be really honest, I had that a lot while I was in Texas playing college ball during some late nights after get-togethers. So Whataburger kind of has some, uh, you know, a little bit of nostalgic feel for me. A little bit of sentimental value. Yeah, a little I, bit of that. that's what I was looking for. Sentimental value. Yeah. I have a hard time saying Whataburger. I say like water burger. I can't just say yeah. Whataburger. I just sounds like I say a Whataburger. You got that Virginia draw. I guess so. Um, also, I uh, just want to give you an update. It's 100% you would win that trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just disregard the fact that there's only been two votes, one of which was mine. <laughs> um, so you take away my my vote and it's still 100% that you would win that trade which is what I thought would be the case So yeah whatever that's not the final vote we're leaving that up all day tomorrow also Oaktown Fan 26 wants to know I already know yours uh, uh, do you have tattoos of the Yankees slash Red Sox no, you're not a be, tattoo guy I'm not a tattoo guy but that'd be a very enticing uh, bit down the road I will never have we, a Red Sox <laughs> We already Any did the Sweet Caroline episode three way back nope. in the day. Nope, never happened. Um, I am a tattoo guy. I don't have any, but I'm very close to getting one. Um, it won't be Yankees. I don't know if I'll put a Yankees tattoo on my body. Seems like a little much, but you know, I don't know. Maybe someday. Who knows? Uh, Eric asks, what's your beef with Oaktown fan 26? <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, that's a great question. Is Eric also Oaktown fan 26 or it's a burner account? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, there's no beef with Oaktown fan 26. He just always comes on here talking about the A's saying the A's are going to smash the blue Jays and Vladdy's, uh, <laughs> debut. They get swept saying that they're going to rock the Red Sox. They get swept. So like, if Oaktown fan 26 just realizes that, hey, let's let's tone it down a little bit. Y'all are in last place in the division. Let's figure it out first, and then maybe you can come at us again. But it's all in good fun. Oaktown <laughs> fan 26 is one of, has been one of the OGs. So OG. All good. Uh, Eric also asks, what do you think the hardest position to play in the big leagues is? Uh, am I wrong to say catcher just because the toll it takes on a knee? On the knees, thousand percent agree. That's what I was going to say. I mean, that's not so much specifically about the knees, but just overall longevity. Man, it's like I really respect catchers that can hit, and I mean, it's it's not easy. Like 
on your hands, on your knees, on your legs in general. You need your legs to hit. You know what I'm saying? You're constantly in every pitch. There's no pitch being taken off. Yeah, that was um, one thing that really put the position of catcher in perspective uh, for me. I don't remember when it was, but somebody a while back made a great point. And, yeah, although they're not chucking, like, 95 back to the pitcher's mound, they were like, yeah, a catcher, a catcher's throwing back to the pitcher just as many times as the pitcher's throwing to the catcher. And yeah. it's like, yeah, again, they're not they're not chucking it back. But, I mean, but that's still – 150 that, throws a game. Yeah, and that that can't be easy. Plus, these guys have to constantly uh, have over their heads the fact that everybody expects them to just be terrible hitters, regardless yeah. if they are not. And it's like, I feel like that would get kind of old. Like, I don't want to be constantly reminded that, oh, yeah, I'm batting like 215. I suck. Truth. Big truth. Derek asks, are the Rampate Bays seriously a threat in the AL East? Hashtag go Astros. Uh, I feel like the Rampate Bays are going to be one of those teams where you look, you, you kind of check in at the end of each month as the season progresses, and you're like, oh, wow, they're still here. Oh, wow, they're still oh, here. Thanks. Just like they were last year, even though last year was unfortunately a fluke uh, for that division because you have two teams that win 100-plus games. Uh, but... I mean, if they if the Yankees or Red Sox don't win 100 plus games and they kind of have like a a regular regular year for their standards, they're in the mix last year as well because they again they had 90 wins. You're going to be looking at them being, or you would have been looking at them being like, oh wow, they're still here. Oh wow, they're still here. But unfortunately, they kind of got forgotten about uh, in the dust of the Yankees and Red Sox. But yes, very much a serious threat. Definitely a serious threat. Uh, I'm still sticking with my prediction that all three of those teams make it into the playoffs. Um, Joe asks, why do people think Bruce Harper is good? <laughs> Weren't you the one that slipped up and said Bruce Harper that one time? No, I never said that. You definitely said Bruce. No. I've never said that. You, I, I'm not kidding. I don't know why you said, think that. I think that was a very intentionally asked question. I think he was. I think your guy Joe is attacking you personally. Uh, I don't think that's all. Uh, no, Bruce is. I mean, he's a good ball player, but as we've said on here before, just constantly under the microscope. Every little thing he does is analyzed, uh, and apparently, people are booing him now because they care, which is a line of BS. But, uh, yeah, he's a good ball player. He just has a lot of expectations left to live up to. Yeah, expectations are a little too high. Um, I, I read an article today saying that the best hitter on the Phillies is Reese Hoskins. So, um, I think he's good. I don't think he's great. And I don't think he's going to go down as great. Uh, Christian asks, which first baseman would you prefer? Daniel Vogelbach, Pete Alonzo, or Christian Walker? Pete Alonzo, 10 times out of 10. I agree, although Vogelbach is hitting some taters this year. Christian Walker seems to me like he's a little bit of a fluke. I mean, I, I think he's, thought, hitting, he's hitting 300 plus, though, isn't he, right now? Yeah, I still think he's a fluke. I thought he was a PO the first time I watched him on TV. He's wearing like number 53 or whatever. Um, Pete Alonzo is my NL Rookie of the Year. Sticking to that. Bold prediction way up front, way at the beginning. And that's definitely my guy. 
Uh, Anthony asks, when will Otani be recognized as the next Dice K Matsuzaka? I hope never because I picked him up in fantasy a couple weeks back because he was a free agent because nobody wanted him. And so he's just riding out this uh, injury on my on my DL, and I'm just waiting for him to come back. So to answer the question, hopefully never. Well, speaking of which, I think he does return on Tuesday. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a DH. Uh, I think they're being activated. He's being activated on Tuesday. So, um, I probably shouldn't have told you that because hopefully, you know, we're not playing each other next week in fantasy. But uh, excellent. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I you're the, you had a closer look at Dice K. That guy was definitely a flop, but. It's it's so I think baseball is just not quite the same, you know, when it comes to when it comes to pitchers specifically coming from Japan. Um, balls are smaller, balls are treated a little bit differently there. Um, having you know pitching every sixth day instead of the fifth, I think there's certain things that just aren't quite translating over here. I don't think Otani will be a pitcher. By the end of his career, I don't think he'll be a pitcher in a few years. I think he's going to be a very good hitter. And that's why I don't think he'll be recognized as the next dice kit. I don't think he's going to be a flop. He just won't be a pitcher his whole career. Well said, Nathaniel Demetrius. Uh, well, that does it for us. You got anything else? Officially old. This is officially the last podcast being recorded oh what up 25 years old what up birthday yeah. wednesday yeah party yeah the old may 8th rolled around quickly this year what do you got going on man what do you got planned i don't know hopefully a little bit of sleep in session hopefully a little bit of golf maybe i don't know watch the yankees on tv why, not have why you know you like do that for your birthday peanut m&ms for dinner I don't know. Maybe a grilled cheese. I might splurge a little bit. Oh, slow down. <laughs> yeah. You never know. I don't know. After 25, I don't think any of these birthdays really matter. This Wild one's just a slap times. in the face. Well, on behalf of all of our listeners, I'm just going to go ahead and wish you an early birth. Happy early birthday. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Well, that does it for us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? The number of games that Kevin Gosman's being suspended for. Brian Gosman. Better be listening, people. Brian Gosman. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. Don't go chasing curveballs, my people. We love y'all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. What the f- time you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it! You f- luck! You understand? <laughs>